the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Kath is still away. She is still somewhere in Europe eating pretzels. And uh, by the look of her Facebook page, which we have uh, put on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy on Facebook, she's eaten any number of pretzels. So when she does finally come in here, my erstwhile uh, companion, she may be waddling. She just may waddle in on the bread of, I don't know, countless soft pretzels, German soft pretzels. Hey, of course, this is a holiday week. It's an excellent week. Is it not beautiful out there right now? Fourth uh, of July on Thursday. What will happen most likely? What's this? Oh, yeah. California. New York, this little Woody Guthrie. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, um, there's an article because this is the 4th of July. What we'll see now across social media and across uh, new and old media, it, it will be either um, a praise of America or increasingly so a, uh, a slap in the face of America. There is a, a video uh, opinion piece in today's New York Times, it says, the headline is, Please Stop Telling Me America is Great. Politicians love to say it's the greatest, but the numbers and reality don't back them up. They say this. Um, uh, I can't even pronounce it. Tej Jensen and Naima Raza are the, uh, the uh, writers for this piece. They say this, America is the greatest country on earth. It's a phrase, a slogan, a dogma for patriots. And as we stare down the barrel of an upcoming election, we're prepared to hear this refrain echo. In the video op-ed above, which is the New York Times site, nyt.com, we argue that the myth of America as the greatest nation on earth is at best outdated and at worst wildly inaccurate. Comparing the United States of America on global indicators reveals we have fallen well behind Europe and share more in common with developing countries than we'd like to admit. And then, you know, I don't. So I watched the video. It's about four and a half minutes long, and uh, they pull out indicators like um, <clears throat> wages, health care, cost of health care. All these different things that shows, you know, America could be middling in the pack to to European countries as far as healthcare cost and whatnot, uh, towards the bottom of the pack actually, as far as math scores and reading skills, and uh, of course um, obesity and whatnot. So, <clears throat> yeah, okay, fine, whatever. It's the greatest country. I don't care. And we're, we're going to talk about that a little later on, too. The problem is, I think, in the church is whenever you meld your love for Jesus 
with your love for the country. That those two things together, uh, to me, uh, signify. Which is you, you see this in, I think in some churches. I don't think a lot of churches. You see it in some churches that nationalism is on parade, where it sort of looks like. I've been to several worship services like this, where it sort of feels like, you know, a Fourth of July special presentation. We'll talk around 5.15 with a guest, Marilyn McIntyre, who's going to talk about the dangers of conflating nationalism and faith together. But it is a good time. I mean, this is an excellent time. This week, especially as the 4th of July is upon us, to celebrate the, the nature of what America is, the greatness of America. Now, look, of course, I mean, the, one of the things that makes it great is that we can sit here and have this conversation Believe me, you would not do this in China or Russia. You would not do this in many other countries in this world. You'd be arrested by having this conversation on the radio, by you either nodding your head one way or another. That's what makes it great, is that we have an opinion and that we're allowed to express that opinion. One of the things that makes it great. Don't tell me. I mean, the, the line of, of immigrants or illegal aliens or whatever migrant, whatever you want to call them that are lining up outside the door at the Mexico southern border tells you everything that you need and want to know about the United States of America, that despite its warts and all, it's still the greatest. The people will do just about anything. They will – people die. Look at last week. We saw that – Heartbreaking photograph of the father and his daughter, the 23-month-old daughter, coming in from Guatemala. People are dying to get into this country. It's still the greatest. We can look at ourselves in the mirror and go, yeah, boy, we screwed up there. We're a mess there. I mean, you know, there's many things, many, many, many things. But there's no place. Heaven is perfect. Other than that? Um, I think we're kind of left to our own devices because we at our core are sinful, rotten people, right? The institutions that we create for the most part are as well. I guess it's a, just a matter of degree. Anyway, happy 4th of July. Uh, Mike, what do you got for me? Got any, uh, got any more music up here? Oh, yeah. This land is your land and this land is my land. California. I got some better. That's Woody Guthrie. Uh, what do you got? You got some Johnny Cash? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. I, I walked walk through a county, county courthouse, courthouse square on a park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit. And that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though. 
Well, that's a song, of course, that's Johnny Cash, that sound. I think it's mid-70s he produced that. Uh, if you don't know the song, it's <laughs> please do yourself a favor and check it out. Of course, it's on YouTube. We don't have the time to play the full thing right now, but uh, that's fabulous. So as the, this week goes on, as the 4th of July celebration goes on, and of course in our neighborhoods and I bet in your neighborhoods as well, you can already hear the sound of the fervored firecrackers and cherry bombs going off, right, because it's the 4th of July. So we'll talk about that, about the United States of America, certainly about patriotism, but our, our greatest debt is at the cross, the cross where Jesus died for our sins and resurrected three days later. Without that, none of it would matter, not at all. We'll take a break, come back. We're going to talk in a few minutes uh, with Jason Sharon. Stick around, would you please? Who can you trust? Who's reliable in your life? You'll find that out next. This land was made for you and me. One oh one point five WORD. Jackie Hill Perry remembers the day her mom put the pieces together and figured out that Jackie was gay. We were in the car one day and there was a talk radio. They were having mothers call in to basically describe what were the signs of their children being gay. And all of the signs were me. What happened when the gay girl met a good God? Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt Today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments, all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you haven't filed return in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-893-8907. That's 800-893-8907. 800-893-8907. Right now, save $500 off a beautiful new Pella entry door. We have hundreds of entry door options to transform your home, create exceptional curb appeal, and add lasting value. An array of glass patterns, from traditional to contemporary, can give you just the right amount of light and privacy you need. And Pella's exclusive Advantage Plus system protects your investment from damaging weather. Get $500 off right now or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Hey, thanks for being with us, the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Who do you trust? Who's reliable in your life? Jason Sharon is with us. Jason is from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church, a regular friend of us here on the air. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, Jason. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, who do you trust? The Lord. Only the Lord. Only the Lord. What about your wife? I trust the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> trust the Lord through my wife. Through my wife. Break that down. Uh, well, I mean, Psalm says the psalmist says, you know, my God in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. And uh, 
Um, if we, I found in life, actually, maybe your, your listeners have had a different experience, but I find, uh, you know, if, if we put all of our trust in the Lord, then there's not going to be disappointment. And if we build up uh, people into idols, uh, there's always going to be disappointment. <laughs> so um, there's, you, can't, you cannot lose this way. Um, and in fact, this way, you're always going to be on the bright side of life because when, when people do things properly, it's always an improvement, you know? Yes, yes. So I, uh, but no, it, it, people are, people are inherently good and, uh, I, I do trust people, but, um, I ultimately trust the Lord. Yes. I mean, that's pretty cut and dried, isn't it? Yeah. You can't go wrong with it. No, no. You can't go wrong with it. Um, what but, about in bad times? In bad times, people say, oh, my health is failing, or uh, I'm on a financial ruin, or my children have become separate from me, uh, and I trusted in the Lord all this time, and still this has befallen me. Yep. Well, it's it's like our Lord's words on the cross when he was quoting uh, the psalm, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it starts off that way, and people will often refer to that, but at the very end of that psalm, it's it's a declaration of trust in God, that he has allowed these things to happen. That's true, but it's for uh, an ultimate and glorious plan. So even in the midst of it, we want to give thanks to God, and we want to uh, express our utmost trust in his will, uh, even when our health is failing. What about people who don't know the Lord? Well, for that, I, I, um, I would encourage them to to look in the midst of their deepest valley, and they'll find uh, they'll find blood there. And if they follow the trail of that blood like a good hunter, uh, it's going to lead to a cross, and the blood from that cross will lead to a to an empty tomb. Um, so I I think that for those who don't yet know the Lord, um, if they really uh, suffer and they really enter into that suffering, they're going to see a trail, and it's going to give meaning to that that trail. But without God, they're just they're just suffering. You know, pain without God is just suffering, but pain united with Christ is sacrifice. Uh, and that, that's really, I think, the difference between, you know, uh, we believers and those who don't believe right. is that our suffering, and we all, we all suffer. You can't go through your life, life. you know. Um, but when we have suffering, uh, our faith and trust in God is able to transform it into a sacrifice. I can offer it up for my wife, for my children, for my enemies, for my neighbors, for anyone. Uh, but if you don't know the Lord and you're going through suffering, uh, it, it's it, it's just that. It's just pain, and it, it, it's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. understanding. And that's difficult to do, isn't it? Especially you know, for new believers, we're just used to being, this is it. I know this is the path. This is the way that I've been taught. My father taught me this way. My mother taught me this way. I got this right. until I don't. Right. Although, you know, I do want to say that, you know, as you're walking uh, on a pilgrimage, I don't know if people take pilgrimages anymore. Oh, but, sure they do. <laughs> um, but let's use a more modern example of driving a car. You know, on the yeah. road there are signposts. And uh, signposts, their job is to point you to your destination. Mm-hmm. And God does give us, um, you know, people in our life who act as signposts. They are indicators. Uh, there are people who are reflections of that trust that we want to, you know, uh, put into the Lord. Um, and, uh, so on the path of life, there are people that we, um, you know, we can entrust 
uh, our lives to sometimes. I think, uh, for example, uh, as we're talking about this, the the person that comes to mind is uh, the Archbishop of Lviv in Ukraine in the night and during the Second World War, Archbishop uh, Metropolitan Andrew Sheptitsky. And he was such a godly man that uh, the Jewish rabbi, the head Jewish rabbi of the city of Lviv, entrusted his own children to him. Um, the rabbi went off to die. You know, he can't, couldn't abandon his people. So he came over to the archbishop and he handed over to him his son. Um, he, that was a man he could trust. You know, and that, that defines trust. When you hand over your children and you say goodbye to your children for the last day, the last time, uh, you, you're really trusting the person you're giving your children to. But he was a man of God. And uh, it turns out many of the Jews in Lviv uh, at that time entrusted uh, their children to that good holy bishop. It's kind of funny. As you were coming in, we were just talking about Kath. She's in Germany, and uh, she's with the Children's Choir of Pittsburgh. And they're doing a, a presentation about Anne Frank. And you were saying, oh, that's interesting. I was just thinking about Anne Frank. You think about Anne Frank's life. Yeah. And those two years that she was in isolation with her family, uh, the trust. I mean, certainly she was not a believer. We don't think she was a believer in Jesus Christ. She was a devout Jew. But her end was a sad demise, even though she was trusting that someday she would come out of that alive with her parents. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged, double-edged sword because yeah. uh, they trusted someone, and that trust gave them two years of life. But it was one person who uh, violated that trust that betrayed them. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. There's um. It's interesting, though, when you speak of whether it's Anne Frank or anyone who came out of an experience of, of diabolical uh, evil, evil uh, on that scale, um, is the look in their eyes. You, there's this distrust that there, there's the, the, the hesitancy to have to maintain eye contact, to speak uh, innocently, to speak with that childlike trust. It, it's not there. You know, because the the very fabric that builds society is well, faith and trust, you know, faith in God. Um, but our mutual exchanges are based on trust, you know. Yes. Uh, I give you $5 and you're going to give me a product, you know. Um, and when that's gone, then the, 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 the daily commerce of interpersonal reaction is gone. The exchange of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just looking at someone in the eye, speaking with them calmly, asking how their family is. All of that goes, and it can be lost so quickly right. by, by you know, once evil gains an upper hand in this, in this late life of ours, um, trust is the first thing to go. Well, so you look at today's world, right? I mean, we're all social media animals. Most of us are. Um, hashtag fake news. More and more it feels as though in the world outside of this, we have lost trust not only in each other, but in institutions, in government, in the educational system, all that. But oftentimes my center of trust are my friends and fellow worshipers that I gather with on a Sunday or a Wednesday, those in my church community, those are the people that I trust. But in some ways, maybe that's misplaced as well because they're just as fallible and human like I am, and I know my own sinful nature, um, there's that double edge as well. But I, I do need some hope that there are 
there are people that I can trust, my yeah. wife, my children, my church community, those good friends who've been with me for decades. Yeah. That's necessary in my life for me to flourish. Well, yeah. I mean, no trust, you just can't exist. But ultimately, uh, you trust those people because they have that same cord that you have and you're holding on to. You think of these paratroopers who are hanging out of the back of a, of a military plane. They're all ha- holding on to the same cord. And then when they are told to release... Boom, boom, they release like clockwork. Um, but they have a common thread, and that common thread is that rope. And for those of us who are Christians who worship the same Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we can really lean on each other um, because we know that you know we all have the same trust. We all have that same Lord that we rely on. Um, and uh, that makes that makes society flourish. It's not a good economy that makes society flourish. It's not uh, a great army or a great diplomatic corps or these bright intellectuals in Ivy League schools that make a, society, a nation flourish. It's the trust of every man and woman who walk the streets of a nation that they can trust each other, that they can raise their children together, that they can send their kids to school, they can pray together. All of these things are what I call the invisible currency of life. Um, it, it's 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 an economy of grace, uh, and it's all based upon trust, trust in God, and through Him, trust in each other. An economy of grace, but you know, and of course you know this probably better than anybody, as a pastor, that people come and go in the church, don't they? I mean, people come in with high hopes; they're with the church for a season or maybe decades, yep. but things happen in people's lives, and ultimately, a lot of people disappoint us, whether it's in the church or out of the church. Yep. And uh, that, that is disappointing. You have to be honest with it. But at the same time, I was speaking to a, a priest friend of mine. He's been a priest for almost 50 years, and uh, he's seen everyone come and go. <laughs> and he treats each person as though they're going to be a lifelong parishioner. When I showed up at his door, I wasn't a priest. He treated my, my wife and uh, me with the utmost respect and love. And I'm sure probably in the back of his mind, he didn't know in 1998 that, you know, we'd be lifelong friends. I was probably, you know, person number 844,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but he treated each person with that complete and loving um, uh, devotion. Uh, and I think our, our churches have to do that, you know. Uh, you have to risk being hurt in order to heal. Mm-hmm. So let's go back then to trusting the Lord. I, I, I... Your heart has to break. I know my heart breaks for people who have lost that trust. I mean, you look at um, look at the, the sex scandals, whether it's Southern Baptists or the Catholics or whatever. I mean, everyone's well aware of what, what's happened. And, and the churches in many ways have been hurt by that because they've lost trust in the pastors, the priests, those people in the hierarchy who have fed on the innocence of their children. So how many people on Sunday mornings, when they used to have a a regular routine where they would go worship, now they're outliers and their hearts have been broken because they, that trust has been broken. Someone's abused someone and that's the generational scar of where we're sort of working through right now. Mm. Well, the only answer to that is, uh, um, is, is the cross. That's the only answer. Uh, we became a people of trust because we saw the extent to which he was willing to suffer for us. And once our eyes saw that and our ears heard, you know, the cries of pain from the cross and our hearts believed it in faith, uh, we became trusting people. But before that, we were uh, a bloodthirsty uh, 
rebellious nation. <laughs> That's what we pagans were. Just look at the, the, the history of our ancestors in Europe and the way we treated the first Christian missionaries who came to us in Germany, in England, um, in the Slavic lands. We martyred them. Um, but it was the way in which they were martyred that won over the hearts of our ancestors who were persecuting them. Uh, and it's always uh, the rubber where the rubber meets the road, and that's the cross. So I think the, the same is true for us Christians here who have been, you know, betrayed maybe by a clergyman, uh, by the bad example of a, of a minister, is that the only way that we're going to win the trust back of, of God's faithful people is by being willing to go to the cross. Um, and that's that's the only way. That's mm-hmm. the only way. Without the cross, there can be no trust. You bring up that long thread of, of suffering, right, of what we've done to ourselves. I often think about um, uh, about black America, you know, uh, as we brought people over 400 years ago uh, as slaves. And while they're out in the fields, you know, they're being held against their own will. But many people became believers. Mm-hmm. And the, the, despite the harshest, most brutal of circumstances, they themselves found trust in the Lord. That was their only freedom they had in many people's lives. There's that quote from the psalm, you know, yes, our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. And uh, that's the only explanation I find when you read about uh, these people who endured uh, horrific experiences as uh, uh, slaves, you know, generational uh, slavery. And, uh, you know, whether you're a slave there or you're, you're a slave in, uh, you know, a labor camp uh, in Siberia um, or you're a slave in a labor camp in modern day China or North Korea is if you've ever met anyone who's gone through experiences like that. Uh, and, and I have had that experience. Um of meeting people who endured that, they have a joy in their lives. They have a joy in their lives. And that can only be explained through faith. They have something that is given to them outside of the ordinary exchange of human relations. It doesn't involve money or power or possessions. Supernatural. It's supernatural, and it's called trust in, in the will of Jesus Christ. Jason Sharon is with us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. Jason, for those who have no trust or once had trust and it's fallen away, before you leave us, offer something. Offer those people right now who are listening. Give them the encouragement that trust they can have trust in the Lord, that he is real, and that there is truth there and wisdom. You've, we all have people in our lives and in our, in our own points in our own life when uh, trust is uh, something beyond the horizon of possibilities. Uh, but when we look at uh, the example of the only good man who's ever lived, uh, we see that uh, he endured betrayal by close friends, agony, um, harsh treatment and crucifixion. And despite all of that, he comes to us again and he offers us his crucified hand. Um, trust in him. He's been everywhere where you've been. He's experienced suffering. He's experienced betrayal. And in him, and only through him, uh, can we ourselves hope to acquire trust itself. Thank you, Jason. Always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. Jason Sharon. he joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. Stick around. we got more ahead. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year. 
This is Kathy Emmons for Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save your money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. When it comes to protecting your pets from chasing cars, trust the certified professionals at Invisible Fence of Pittsburgh. Backed by a lifetime limited warranty and one-year money-back guarantee, you'll be confident your pets are safe and secure. Learn more at InvisibleFence.com. That's InvisibleFence.com. America, America, God shed His grace on thee. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Springhouse. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. She has a calming spirit. You can tell she's a genuine person and actually cares. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care with Dr. Megan Stock. She was just friendly and nice, and her office staff is actually just as welcoming. And you can tell that they all are really on the same page, and they want to help people. And even my family members, like my mom goes to her, and she's always been terrified of dentists, and she just raves about Dr. Megan. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy <laughs> some yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net.
Summery heat and humidity returned as we head toward Independence Day. Mainly clear sky tonight, still fairly comfortable with the low 66. Then tomorrow's hotter and more humid. Partly sunny with an afternoon or evening thunderstorm. High will be near 90. Warm and muggy tomorrow night. Patchy clouds low 70. Wednesday, clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around in the afternoon. High 87. For Independence Day, we'll have variable clouds with a couple showers and a thunderstorm. High again 87. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm Frank Strait. That music always makes me feel like I need to run around and do something. You know, get up and get going. I, I don't know. I have to go to the grocery store and buy some pretzels or something. Hey, speaking of pretzels, Kath has been away. I think she was away most of the month of June. Was it? It's fair to say that. Pretty much so. It feels like it. But here we are, the 1st of July. She is still away. However, in her journey uh, in Europe with the Pittsburgh uh, Girls Choir, she has been so faithful posting uh, these incredible photographs of her, her journey uh, throughout Germany and uh, also calling us on the phone. And as a matter of fact, we've got her right now through the power of technology. Um, hey, Kath, um, as you're traveling in Germany, uh, the last time we talked, you were in the city of Harlem in the Netherlands, and you were telling us about seeing the um, the Cory Ten Boom House. But now, Kath, uh, I hear that you're back in Amsterdam today, and I hear that you found an amazing church, yeah? Yeah, I really did, John. I ended up at the English Reformed Church of Amsterdam. Now, the girls' choir that I'm traveling with sang the uh, the Holland premiere of the Anne Frank pieces there on Thursday. I think I told you about that a couple of days ago. But I got to go back there today for a look around. And here's what's fascinating about this church. It has a critical connection to every single person listening to the show right now. Okay, here's the story. The English Reformed Church of Amsterdam originally sprang up as part of a um, kind of like a convent environment. As early as the beginning of the 14th century, we're talking the 1300s here, a group of women called the Beguines were, um, they were performing works of benevolence in Germany and what they called at that time the Low Countries. So they weren't nuns because they didn't take a lifelong vow like a nun would, but they were Christians, they were unmarried women, they were mostly wealthy, um, and they would pledge themselves to look after and care for the poor and the homeless. It's a really cool idea, and they did all sorts of things like educating kids, they housed the homeless, they nursed the sick, and they created this set of little apartments. They're, they're like, but they're one store, one or two stories. Uh, they're made of stone. They still exist today in Amsterdam. I was walking around them just today. It's like a little network of tiny houses with these brick walkways and courtyards that connect them. Okay, so keep the, the Beguines, these, these women, in mind. But we're going to fast forward a couple centuries later. After the Reformation, there are Protestants who are feeling the heat over in England. They weren't comfortable with this tight church-state relationship that the Anglicans had, and so they were persecuted for it. And they heard about this place called Amsterdam where they proclaimed freedom of religion. Now, these guys were called the Brownists or the Independents, and so they moved themselves from England to this bustling city, and they settled right in near the Beguines, who were now at this point like 200 years into their mission of caring, caring for Amsterdam's poor. So these guys, these women, these kids from England, they were happy with the freedom they had, but they were like a little shaky with how the culture of Amsterdam, which even at that point was a little crazy, 
fit in with their Puritan viewpoint. So they moved on to a city called Leyden, where they stayed for just a little bit. And then in 1620, guess what ship these people stepped on? That's right. It was the Mayflower, (laughs) which set sail for the New World November 11th of 1620. And, of course, the rest is history. So this church I was just in today was built in 1607, and it's the very same one the pilgrims founded on their way from England to Amsterdam to what would become the U.S. (laughs) That is cool. What a great story. I love this so much. So um, what was the church like? Well, it's not like all of the ornate Baroque chapels that I've been in in the area. I mean, it's relatively plain. It's got lots of wood, old stained glass, white walls. Two things, though, um, that are remarkable. It's got these wooden beams that go across the width of the church that are painted this beautiful Dutch blue. It's really shocking and surprising when you walk in. And then um, another thing is right below the front stained glass window, we're talking front center of the church in the sanctuary, painted on the walls, big letters, are the words from Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God. It's painted in gold paint right on the front wall of the church. I'm not sure I've ever seen words written so boldly and permanently at the front of a sanctuary, but it's it's wonderful. It turns out that was the text that the church's very first pastor, John Paget, preached from on the church's opening day in 1607. And one more super geeky historical element. I found these framed records in one of the side rooms of the church. And in, in this frame, there's a list of names of the deacons of the church from when it opened in 1607. I'm not kidding you. I saw it. And I'll post photos for all of you to see if you find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Fabulous. Hey, Kath, thanks an awful lot. I know that uh, you're going to jump on a plane here and uh, head back to the United States with uh, you and the 30 girls from the Pittsburgh Girls Choir. So I really appreciate, Mike and I do, all the time you spent uh, posting photographs on Facebook, these phone calls. They've been, uh, for me, fascinating. And I think from our Facebook uh, outpouring as well, fascinating for our listeners as well. So thanks an awful lot. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm not sure we're going to see you or not <laughs> tomorrow if you're going to come in uh, jet-lagged as you may be, but uh, Godspeed as you make your way uh, across the Atlantic. So uh, Kath's gone, and uh, Mike, thanks for setting that up, uh, the uh, the phone call across the, the miles. I mean, really, isn't it amazing? I mean, Kath's thousands of miles away from us, and she sounded fabulous. She really did, like she was almost in the room with me, but she's not. She's probably uh, somewhere now on her way to the airport grabbing a pretzel. She just finished that phone call with me. Anyway, uh, I would encourage you, check us out uh, on the Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You'll uh, see photographs uh, of the uh, the church that Kath was just in just a few hours ago, and uh, she just told the story with us here as well. The Ride Home with John and Kathy on Facebook. On Facebook. We'll take a quick break. Stick around. we got lots more ahead. We're just hitting the ground running here. It's the uh, Monday edition on this 4th of July week here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. This isn't just a story that happened years ago to some man far away in a time and distant place. This is really my story. It's your story. This week, Dr. Kurt Bjorklund looks at the book of Jonah to find signs of how we may be running from God in the series Running from God. 
Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-255-1120. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-255-1120. 1-800-255-1120. 1-800-255-1120. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers. And opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses. And see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer. At Eden. ChristianAcademy.org. Exxon and Mobile present How to Be Supremium. First, fill your tank with Exxon and Mobile's Supremium Fuel. New Synergy Supreme Plus. It keeps your engine two times cleaner for better gas mileage. Then get the rest of your car two times cleaner. My horn is so clean it squeaks. Sorry about that. So clean your engine with new Exxon and Mobile Synergy Supreme Plus. It's supreme. It's premium. It's supremium. Fill up today or go to Exxon.com for details. Synergy Supreme Plus gas compared to Synergy regular gas and poor fuel injected engines. Benefits based on continuous use and may vary. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to Word FM dot com slash shopping and God save the green. Alright. Well, Fourth of July. I guess uh, yeah, I mean you can see this Fourth of July music. They are singing about however we come into your town. We help you what? Party it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we do on the 4th of July. Party it down. We do. 4th of July music here on uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. What, uh, what year is that, Mike? Do you have any idea? Is that 73? Uh, I would assume so, yeah. Well, I think that's 73. I'm not exactly sure. I'm just sure. guessing. I'm guessing. Look, let me look it up real Somewhere quick. that it may, Is it 72, 74? Somewhere in that ballpark, I'd say. Uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Uh, Heinz Endowment. Listen to this. Uh, 73. 73, thank you so much. Did I say 73 coming in? I think you did. Yeah, thank you. You got it right on the money. The uh, Heinz Endowment is launching a grant-making initiative that will support art that responds to social issues facing the Pittsburgh area. The foundation expects to award 500,000 smackers in grants over the uh, next two years to artists, 
organizations, and communities. It was announced today. It's called the Just Arts Initiative, and it will uh, award grants ranging from a thousand bucks to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars individual projects depending upon their scope. The foundation is calling for submissions that create art and cultural programming addressing, quote, critical social challenges and instances of injustice in the Pittsburgh region, according to the release. Um, It will give funding priority to projects that focus on the voices of communities and residents most directly affected by injustice and encourages submissions from young people or that focuses on youth voices. The idea behind Just Arts is to amplify the power of artists to bring hidden stories and truths to light in our community. Heinz Endowments President uh, Grant Oliphant said in a statement, quote, there is spectacular potential at the intersection of art and social justice for both artists and community dialogues. Applications open for the first round of grants with an August 1st deadline, so you get 30 days. Foundation will hold informational sessions for interested artists and organizations at noon throughout the month at the Hill District, Hazelwood, Homewood, Carnegie Libraries. Initiative was created over an 18-month period following input from advisory panels made up of almost two dozen community leaders. How about that? Uh, That's interesting. Okay, well, cool. Uh, Good for them. And uh, I'll be kind of curious to see the art that springs from that, anywhere from $1,000 to $150,000. I wonder if uh, anyone who is a believer in Jesus would step forward and put together some – I, I like this. wouldn't love to see that. I mean, Christians in the arts. Yeah, why not? Um, <clears throat> I wish someone out, well, out there. Someone out there would uh, be part of that uh, artist community in, the, in Pittsburgh that have the Heinz Endowment uh, step forward. Yeah, that would be cool. So uh, you just show up. I'm sure, you know, you've got to present this, whether it's through uh, what? A short performance piece or some kind of, uh, you know, a PowerPoint or something to convey the thread of initiative or artistry that you're hoping for the larger picture. Pass that along. I, I would love to see that happen for people who in our community, in our in our faith community, lovers of Jesus Christ, to have a voice in this. This would be very interesting. I think it's geared towards anybody who's got a, I mean, certainly faith is a social justice issue, isn't it? Of course it is, right? So that's what the Heinz Endowment is focusing on, social justice inequity. Yeah, well, let's talk about that from a Christian perspective and uh, create artwork from that as well for the good of all, for the flourishing of Western Pennsylvania and beyond. Why not? Hey, um, how about these dogs? Have you seen these dogs? City of Pittsburgh now has uh, three new uh, canine dogs. Dedicated helping people around. This is the word again. This is the big word. This is a word that's been used often, and, and you know, of course, it is community. You see this everywhere. What's what community do you belong to? Who's in your community? Right. You, this is a social thing. I mean, community, of course, has always been around, but it's be, it's sort of co-opted in some way. Right. It's become a hot button word. Uh, Monday, the Department of Public Safety held a swearing-in ceremony at the Law Enforcement Officers Memorial for Cappy, a bloodhound dodger, a Labrador retriever who became the city's first accelerant detection canine, and Zane, a golden retriever comfort dog. Mm -hmm. 
there are 14 active canines in service. I did not know this. Nine of them are trained in explosive detection, five trained in narcotic detection. The rest of them, uh, just one, apparently, is a comfort dog. Cappy was donated by a North Carolina nonprofit organization known as Public Safety Dogs, Inc., which takes dogs from shelters, trains them to be donated to police and fire departments, and uh, to walk the streets in, in good stead as a PR initiative for the uh, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police. So that's good. Anyway, community. That's the big word here today, isn't it, for everyone? Social justice. Uh, yeah, social justice, uh, what? Advocates. Social justice. I mean, th- that unto itself. I am. I am pro social justice. Again, it's just. I, I think the direction of where social justice is pointed. Right. Everybody wants justice, don't you? Want justice? Justice is f- few and far between, isn't it? I mean, we live in fractured times, and it's not just these times. Justice is hard to come by. Right. I think the only justice there is, of course, is the justice of the Lord. That's key to everything. Man, justice is wiggly at best. It's often corrupt. So is there such a clear barometer of what there is in truth to have social justice? I'd be really curious to see an artist put that forward. What does social justice look like from a Christian worldview, from a biblical Christian worldview? I wonder, could someone come up with that? Whether it's a performance piece or photography or a painting, how do you, how do you envelop that and make that sell? Because you get a sell. Are you, I mean, the Heinz Endowment is asking to be sold on the idea of a social justice piece of artwork that represents the community. So that'd be cool. Clearly, there's a lot of talented people in the Christian community, and especially a lot of talented kids. So, yeah, that, that, I'd love to see that. Anyway, pass the word if you know talented youth who are so inclined to earn a living here, or earn a chunk of a living. Uh, doing some good work for the kingdom and for the city of Pittsburgh, and you get the thumbs up from um, the Heinz Endowment. Okay? All right. We'll take a break. Come back. we got more ahead. Stick around. It's the uh, ride home. This little jazz ball music. I'm going to go out and do some shopping, eat a pretzel, wait for the arrival of Kath to come back from Germany. Stick around. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. It's Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale. 
Trinity invites you to bring your better half July 9th through 13th and get half off half the store. We don't know which half yet, but 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. No, Trinity is not going out of business. They just lost their minds, and the savings will be ridiculous. Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating life's closest relationships for over 20 years at TrinityJewelers.com. Sight and Sound Theaters presents The Biblical Stage Adventure, returning to Lancaster. Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker, a healer, a prophet. This Jesus is a rebel. Everything Jesus does points to love. Seen by nearly one million people in its debut year, the original stage production is returning for one last encore season. Jesus, live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. More information is available at sight-sound.com. For kids, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just their size, treats to tickle their taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch their hearts. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $17 on select days when you buy online at idlewild.com. If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God himself as our hiding place, a place of safety, his unfailing love and forgiveness. Just like David experienced. Christians with Secret Addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD. Monday on the 4th of July week, Scott Mervis has a great article, American Music a playlist for the 4th of July. Of course, you can't not have a 4th of July celebration and play some Springsteen. His politics or whatever, notwithstanding, right? I mean, you, you love it whenever you love a good song, and then all of a sudden it becomes some political thing that, you know, okay, all right. Can't we just enjoy a song, right? But, but you, you got to dig a Springsteen in that era. Well, you weren't alive in that era, were you, Mike? That was sort of like the born – that was like uh, early 80s. Were no, you? I was I was I was late eighties. I was born eighty six. Eighty six. Okay, that was early eighties. Yeah. yeah, that that's, that took Springsteen from like you know a blue collar rock and roll hero to a sort of American icon. That that came whole. out June fourth, nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fourth um, of July uh, holiday. You, you doing any uh, any barbecuing? Any oh, yeah. uh, hot dogs? Heck yeah. When you barbecue, do you have a grill? I don't. What? I don't have what? a grill. Uh, but where What's I party, I do. I do have a grill. What What do you mean? You know, br- With I Grand get a- Funk Grill. We're coming to your yep, town. Man. We're, We're going to party in town. You, get, you have a grill there? <laughs> yeah. Fourth of July with Grand Funk Railroad. I, One of those guys are even still alive. Probably. I don't know. Who knows? I think they are. Right. But anyway, Thanks I get to my brother-in-law's because he has a massive pond. And a we just pond. light off the fireworks and, you know. He's got a pond. Yeah, he does. Your brother-in-law's got a pond. We fish and, you know. Cook burgers and hot dogs. You know the whole. That's a good relative to have. It is. It's a massive pond. It's a pretty big pond. Yeah. Is it bordering a lake that size? Well, it's it's basically a lake, but it but it's split into two. Oh, I see. 
damned in the middle. Very nice. That's so, a Fourth of July destination for you. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, that's nice. I love it. Excellent. I dig it. When you're catching fish, what are you catching? Uh, bass. Mm. Catfish. Does he stock it? He does. Oh, he does, yeah. guy's right. got it going on, he does. man. He does. What's his name? Jason. Jason, shout out to you and your Heck pond yeah, and your bass. Mm-hmm. He's a good brother-in-law. I, I would say so. Anybody who invites you over has got a pond and you're fishing yeah. on the 4th of July, that is a good brother-in-law. Heck yeah, man. Excellent. Yeah, okay. Uh, hot dogs. Uh, hot dogs, hamburgers. Yeah, I'm beans. fine with that. Yeah, yeah Oh, man. yeah. I'm fine with gotta that. Got to have that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, mm-hmm. the cherry pie. To, oh, to finish oh. it off at the end. Nice. And do you do fireworks? Does Jace have fireworks? Of he goes yeah. out and we, we all pitch in. Mm-hmm. We all pitch in and, and get have probably, a display. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty big display. Oh, fireworks yeah. are expensive. They are right, but yeah. it's worth it. Oh yeah, it you is. need it. <laughs> you do. You, need you it. do need it. Yeah, of course you do. All right. Well, what you need now is a little break for uh, commercials. We pay a few bills here and uh, news, weather, traffic update. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the Fourth of July. Uh, Marilyn McIntyre joins us. The dangers of conflating nationalism and faith. That mix. Stick around next here on the Word FM. Right home with John and Kathy. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRA News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Police in Hong Kong had to use tear gas to break up demonstrators spray-painting pro-democracy slogans. You just wonder whether now there will be a PR offensive by the politicians, by the police here saying, look, you know, this is what happens. There was nothing we could do. We didn't want to go in heavy-handed. We stood back. Look at what these protesters have done to your to your parliament and you know we'll we'll see what Hong Kongers make of this because many of the youth are really angry they're squarely behind what has become a movement whether the more conservative older generation whether they're repulsed by what they've seen or whether they quietly endorse what has happened today they might not agree with the violence that has been shown but it could be that they too share the sentiment and the direction of this protest movement the BBC's Nick Peek in Hong Kong on Wall Street that out by 117 points this is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School a fully accredited K-12 through grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. 
connecting you with new customers. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is, closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. If you're a conservative, you have to get a copy of The Lawyer's Guild. Veteran journalist Howell Waltz, W-O-L-T-Z, wrote seven books about corruption in the legal system. And in this, his first novel, President Donald Trump and his gang of deplorables launched the American Spring, taking down the deep state. Go to Amazon, type in W-O-L-T-Z, the author's name, or The Lawyer's Guild, and get your copy today. That's W-O-L-T-Z, The Lawyer's Guild, published by the International Center for Justice. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. Summer heat and humidity returned as we head toward Independence Day. Mainly clear sky tonight, still fairly comfortable with the low 66. Then tomorrow's hotter and more humid. Partly sunny with an afternoon or evening thunderstorm. High will be near 90. Warm and muggy tomorrow night. Patchy clouds, low 70. Wednesday, clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around in the afternoon, high 87. For Independence Day, we'll have variable clouds with a couple showers and a thunderstorm, high again 87. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today, the Monday edition. It's a holiday weekend. It's kind of funny. Whether there's a holiday, it feels as though people take off like the entire week. Traffic was fairly light this weekend when I look out at the Parkway Center, the uh, parking lot here. It's not really that full. I don't know. That's kind of cool. People save up and do the whole week as a holiday. Excellent. Thursday, 4th of July. Hopefully you have the day off. Of course, a lot of people are going to work retail and, well, just people working their regular jobs. But um, if you got it off, fabulous. Hope you're with friends and family and able to have a good time and a dog and a burger and a dip in a pool somewhere. Celebrate America. Hey, uh, listen, uh, speaking of celebrating America, we've got uh, Faith and Family Night tickets coming up uh, Sunday, July 7th. That's this Sunday. So if we give these tickets away right now, uh, we can put them in the mail and, uh, yeah, easily you'll get them by Sunday, by Saturday. Okay. Wild Things Park for a fun ball game. Testimonies from the Wild Thing players after the game. You know, this is like Faith Night at PNC Park. The only difference is, of course, it's a uh, minor league ball, which is a lot of fun. It's a big old party. So Washington Wild Things this Sunday, kids 12 and under get in free with a Wild Things kids membership card. First 500 kids get a lunchbox. A lunchbox tickets are on sale right now at wordfm.com forward slash wild things. Wordfm.com 
forward slash wild things. But, uh, Mike, we got a, a family six-pack. We do. Okay. That's a big family. Oh, yeah. How about caller number 12? 12. Okay. 800-320-8255. That's 800-320-8255. If you've got this entire week off or you've just got like maybe – people do people do like a Thursday, Friday this week, right? Uh, the 4th of July will sort of extend maybe like a four-day holiday. So you want to go see the Wild Things play at Family Faith Night? Um All right. Uh, We're going to talk in a little bit about um, nationalism and faith with uh, Marilyn McIntyre. Listen, I saw this today. You know our good friends at uh, Barna. Barna is one of the uh, largest. um, uh, They would they would identify themselves as a think tank. Certainly, Uh, they are certainly um, uh, people who are uh, well intentioned, trying to find dig deep and trying to find answers. But listen to this. Half of practicing Christians say that the history of slavery still impacts the United States. I'm surprised it's just half, because clearly, I, I believe that's that's very true. This summer marks, the Barnes says this, this summer marks 400 years since European colonists purchased and enslaved Africans in Jamestown, Virginia. In the span of those four centuries, the history of racial injustice in the United States towards black Americans has been tumultuous. There's been contentious debates in recent years, or recent days even, about the hardships the black Americans still experience from mass incarcerations to lagging maternal health. In the past week alone, social media has been filled with statements from historic congressional hearings on reparations. And that's a whole other story, isn't it? The, the idea of reparations, and people have very strong opinions about that. Anyway, uh, in the in this survey that um, Barna uh, put out, uh, here's what they say, that um, 50% of Christians, practicing Christians, say the history of America continues to significantly affect African-American communities. I have no doubt about that. I would say yes. A slightly smaller percentage of the general population of the United States surveyed, 46%, agrees that almost 400 years after slaves were brought to Jamestown, there remains, quote, a significant impact on the African-American community. A bit more than a quarter of both practicing Christians and the general population, 28%, say that our society has moved past the history of slavery. I don't agree with that at all. How can you say that? There's no way. I mean, we are still deep into that. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever. Do you think we'll ever? Uh, The idea that reparations will be some sort of um, what? That you pay reparations and we'll move on? I, I don't believe that whatsoever at all. It's very complex. Uh, Barna, which of course is a nonprofit, uh, nonpartisan, for-profit research firm, uh, defined practicing Christians as people who identify themselves as believers who say they attend a worship service in the past month, so their faith is very important to them. Sixteen uh, percent of practicing Christians responded to a question about slavery by saying that they were unsure about uh, the impact that slavery has had on the, this country, compared to eighteen percent of Americans overall. The study showed sharp differences in views across racial and generational lines, while 79% of black practicing Christians agree that slavery's effects continue today. 42% of white practicing Christians share that view. Conversely, 34% of white practicing Christians say society has moved beyond the history of slavery, while 9% of black practicing Christians say that they hold that view. It's very interesting. I mean, um... This survey from Berna, from Barna would challenge a lot of assumptions about what we believe the impact of slavery was and is 
in the United States. And uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to reach out to Barna, and I would like to bring this to air and have uh, believers, both black and white, chime in on that about how people feel that slavery has or has not impacted America, whether in the past or today. I mean, to me, it's undeniable. I don't see how you can say we've moved beyond that or it has had little bearing on the United States. It just, it's hand in hand. It's, it's woven into the fabric of who we are as believers, as, as citizens of the United States, believers or not. It's just interesting that Barn is looking at it from a Christian perspective of how Christians believe slavery has impacted the United States. That's Barna. Half of practicing Christians say the history of slavery still impacts the United States. Take a break. Come back. We're going to talk with Marilyn McIntyre about the dangers of conflicting nationalism and faith together. Stick around for that. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on a Monday afternoon, the holiday for the July week. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year? This is Kathy Emmons for Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Turning point with David Jeremiah. God understands our failure. He doesn't condone it, but he understands it. And when we come to him, we need to realize that he understands what we're experiencing. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Slaying the Giants in Your Life, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. The Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates are successful sports teams because they have a plan and they stick to it. Before their games even start, they know what they want to do and how they're going to do it. The same is true in retirement. Do you have a game plan or are you just going to wing it when that day comes? I'm Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor at Accurate Solutions Group, where we strictly focus on retirement planning. We help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. Give our team a call now to start building your own retirement blueprint. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't be unprepared. At Accurate Solutions Group, we can help build you a plan to get you to and through retirement successfully. 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own MyPillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. 
It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow. The lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God himself as our hiding place, our place of safety, his unfailing love and forgiveness, just like David experienced. Christians with Secret Addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD. Okay, so it's uh, the week of the 4th of July, and uh, there is per- patriotic fervor reaching out across this land of ours. Uh, the problem uh, is, though, that when churches co-opt uh, nationalism, and um, uh, churches across America do this, I think, um, I- I've witnessed this, my guess is you yourself has as well. There's a, a Southern Baptist church that made headlines recently with their something called Freedom Sunday, which was a, a grandiose display of, uh, of nationalism. And, and believe me, I love this country. I am a proud American, happy to be here. But there is a thin line here. Um, as we head into this 4th of July week, it's a good time to pause and uh, consider the dangers of conflating nationalism with Christianity because countless churches will respectfully honor veterans and offer prayers of thanks and petition and of repentance related to our country. But others, other churches are going to go off the rails with exuberant celebrations of this country. And those churches will do harm to the gospel of Christ and also to the witness of the church. Here to talk to us about that is Marilyn McIntyre. Marilyn is a, um, an author of many excellent works Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies is uh, is one of my favorite books, and uh, she's a regular guest on our show and happy to talk to us today about that that subject of the danger of conflating nationalism and faith. And so, Marilyn, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So, Marilyn, before you join us, um, talk about this this uh, word of, of conflating, because um, I've gotten some comments. People say, I'm not quite sure what that means, the dangers of conflating nationalism and faith. Yeah, I think it means something very close to merging or overlaying one on the other so that they become less distinguishable. Um so that the language of nationalism and the language of faith become commingled. Right. And it's as though when you're talking about the country, this one nation under God, you're also speaking theologically as well as 
historically or politically. That uh, America as a Christian nation, those two become wound together in a fabric, a, a strong rope. And that's not necessarily true, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not historically accurate. A lot of the founding fathers were Christians in some sense, but some weren't. Some were deists, and in any event, it was their intention, not their intention, to establish a theocracy. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the history of these things is uh, can be complicated depending on whether you look to the Puritans, who came with a very specific theological agenda in mind, or the Southern settlers who came looking for land and so on. But it's true that the history of religion and the state in the United States is is much more complicated, actually, than in a country like England where there's an official church. Yes. So this melding of, of, of church and, 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 and especially Christianity, right? I mean, I... Uh, mm-hmm. it, it confuses, to me, it confuses the power of God with the power of the state. Yes, and it confuses the the allegiance to the state with allegiance to God, and sometimes those two things really need to be in conflict. Mm-hmm. And the church is called to be countercultural on occasion, and it can't do that if it's so deeply embedded in cultural allegiance that it can't stand back, put one foot outside that frame and say, wait a minute, you know, if, if the state is authorizing or doing something that really runs counter to my commitment to what I believe God has called us to on earth, then we have a choice to make, and yeah. our first allegiance is to Christ. Yes, and so, I mean, the Founding Fathers, let's go there, I mean, in their genius, that they did know that there had to be a true separation of church and state. I believe that that's, they saw that, they felt that, they knew that from, you know, where they came from, that they saw that melding together in some ways, and it wasn't a good thing. Right, they were very careful about that. And so I think one of the contemporary problems is the notion of exceptionalism, which is a term that actually some people use without apology, but this idea that God has somehow blessed America or will bless America in ways that are different and special and better than the blessing on other countries. And so I think that one of the things nationalism does is diminish our sense of um, communion with God's people all over the planet and attention to the needs of what the, the Anglican liturgy, the Episcopal liturgy calls this fragile earth, our island home. You know, right. We live on it together. Yeah, so there's this, um, this my nation first attitude that uh, can coexist with the message of the gospel. They, they, they run in opposition of each other. Well, they do, and I think the idea of national interest also is dangerous because I really deeply believe that everybody does better when everybody does better. And if our national interests mean that we are sort of devastating other countries or, say, conducting wars in ways that create um, civilian, the decimation of resources for civilian and the deaths of children and all of that, then we need to stand back from that and ask if this is really a, a an enterprise that, we can invoke God's blessing on. Right. 
Now, this is a dangerous topic for a lot of people, right? They would hear this conversation. Someone gets in their car, you know, two minutes ago, and they turn this conversation on. They hear us, and they go, <laughs> hey, wait a second. You guys are running down America. And, of course, that's not my goal, and I'm sure it's not your goal as no. well. well no. I, I love this country. I don't want to be anywhere else but here in this country. I'm proud to be an American. Right. But at the same time, right, right um, you, you got to call it for what it is, and you got to be careful about it. Right. I mean, I don't think that you can to love this country is also to be able to criticize it when it deserves that. And if we can't do that, then we're running a lot of dangers. So I think that sort of mindless nationalism is intensely dangerous, but mindful nationalism is to say, how do we cultivate a country that can really represent um, the ideals on which it was founded and continue to pursue those? I don't think we can do it so much at other people's expense that um, our hegemony in the world relies on impoverishing and decimating other people's economies or lives. It just doesn't make sense from a Christian point of view. Right. And I also think that when the church tends, when the church adopts nationalistic rhetoric, it really tends to background the, the message of the cross. That it undermines and, the cross. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, we just sang this Sunday, lift high the cross. And so I want to see that cross lifted up a little above the American flag. Yes, right. <laughs> that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, the first allegiance, of course, is to the cross, to the re- resurrection of Christ. I mean, through that, mm-hmm. all things are possible. Right. And, and there's also the danger of, of mistaking the good news of the gospel for a kind of historical triumphalism, that we've somehow been blessed apart from all other people, you can see how this can be oversimplified into a kind of self-glorification or a sort of self-pharisaical understanding of ourselves as God's chosen. And that rhetoric has a long history, but it's, it's a time, I think, on Fourth of July every year, even as we hold the flag and enjoy the fireworks, and are grateful for how many privileges this nation has extended to us and, and for the sturdiness of the Constitution and the words of the Founding Fathers. There's so much to be thankful for. Heck yeah. But I also think that, you know, in great power lies great responsibility, and we have enormous power, and we sure better be meeting our responsibilities a little better than I think we've been doing lately. On the other side, I would also say that people... I mean, uh, I'm a son uh, of a, a World War II vet. And so, you know, that patriotism as these guys and women, you know, uh, won World War II. I'm just, I'm just reading, you know, because we're coming up on the uh, 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Or this month, actually. Sorry, it's, it's July already. So I'm reading about this over the weekend. Uh, the book was called One Small Step. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking about those those men and women who in 1945, you know, saved, essentially saved the world, you know, the United States mm-hmm. entry into World War II. And then, you know, 20-some years later, through that might, they landed a guy on the moon. I mean, you know, that's undeniable that you think, yeah, those guys had a reason to be proud. Uh, the, that, that greatest mm-hmm. generation, they kicked it. And then they created something mm-hmm. that was unimaginable, uh, the technological prowess. There's no there, – I mean, technologically, there'd be no reason why they should have been on the moon. They just, these guys made this, the, the computer digital technology up out of whole cloth. And yeah, so there was a reason to be proud uh, as, a, as an oh, American. Sure. 
Um, oh, and there still are. Yeah. And I think that the ways in which we have um, honored, has honored and supported and celebrated achievements like that have been extraordinary. And my dad was in World War II also. But I think that, for instance, the way we use the word war, when we talk about those who go to war, the nature of war has really changed since mm-hmm. World War II. Sure what we fight for, who goes to fight, on whose terms, who profits. And it, so I think, again, it's just important with every generation to stand back and say, what, what exactly are we talking about when we talk about allegiance or war or patriotism? Because those are slippery terms. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, an op-ed piece. It's a video op-ed piece in today's New York Times. That uh, It's on the front page. And uh, it says, please stop telling me that America is great. And, of course, you know, it runs down through you know, where we are as far as the middle of the pack, as far as our educational system in the world, as far as health care mm-hmm. in the world and all that. And, and I get all that. And mm-hmm. I mean, the great thing is that we can sit here and take shots and go, yeah, okay, yeah, well, there is a lot of room for improvement or we're not all that in that area. I mean, heck, when you think about what's happening in communist China or in Russia, I mean, I'd much rather be here because we can speak. But at the same time, um, it's a dangerous world to live in. I mean, don't you I, I, don't you mm-hmm. want to be here, right? Oh, sure. I mean, I do think it's. I have problems with I'm proud to be American because there are some things these days I'm not proud of, but I'm certainly grateful to be an American. I think the privilege of being an American is something sure. I have to acknowledge as a blessing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And and I want to use that privilege thoughtfully and under God, you know, in the in service to Christ and as a steward of the wealth and resources we have for the good of all. I mean, you wrote a piece last week. You sent this to me last year. You sent this to me. What to celebrate in spite of it all. Uh, you wrote this uh, <laughs> July 3rd, 2018. And then you talk about America and American greatness. And, and at the core of a lot of this is that so many of us, you say in your article, more than 63 million people volunteer on a, on a regular basis. Right. I mean, and I, I am proud of that. Heck, yeah. That's, that's a powerful muscle. And I remember at the end of that piece, I listed, just I just put down a list of organizations that address poverty and organizations that address illness and organizations that um, provide legal care to the poor and all kinds of things. You know, you go through every issue, there are volunteers working on it. And I am, that really does make me proud to be a citizen of this country where so many people understand um adult responsibility in that way. Yeah. And I think, you know, certainly being a Christian reinforces that deeply, that sense of stewardship and and civic obligation. That's good. Hey, Marilyn, thanks enough a lot. I mean, I always appreciate the conversation and your thoughtfulness and your time here is always a good blessing for us. So, so many thanks. Thank you. My pleasure. Marilyn McIntyre, uh, she is an author of books on language and faith, including Make a List, What's in a Phrase, and Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies. Marilyn McIntyre. My daughter's a student at Grove City College, and she spent the last nine months in the classroom being trained in all sorts of disciplines. She's gotten good theological training. She's got um, a lot of work in social science, and she's going to be a high school history teacher. And so she's also taken a lot of classes in how to manage kids and how to think about education and all those sorts of things. But 
the classroom's the classroom, right? I mean, it's a, it's a controlled environment, and it's theory only. Well, now that it's hit summer, now she's working with actual kids in the city of Pittsburgh. And these kids have a lot of challenges that my daughter didn't have. And so all of the, um, all the desire she has to work with the kids would, in large part, maybe go to waste if she didn't have some actual training in how to manage a classroom or how to deal with kids or what actual emotional development looks like in a kid. And that's why I think that the training you get at Grove City College is so essential for when you actually get out in the world and try to do something effective for somebody else. That's right. You know, you've heard this. If it's a Christian education, well, it's got to be second rate. Well, I'll tell you what, with Grove City College, nothing can be further from the truth. Rigorous academics and deep-end theology. Look, both of our kids, Kath and I, they attend Grove City College, love Grove City College. We would encourage you, if you've got a high school junior or senior, check out Grove City College online for that next step forward, gcc.edu. That is Grove City College. You've been planning this day all your life. Enjoy your wedding and leave the catering to Bistro to Go on the North Side. Discover Bistro's classiest, simply delicious menu selections from butler past hors d'oeuvres to starters, main courses, and desserts. Buffet or plated service, each package contains full china, linen, staffing, complimentary cake plating, and more. Reasonably priced from intimate morning breakfast to grand evening affairs. Find menus, pricing, even venue recommendations at bistroandcompany.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Summery heat and humidity returned as we head toward Independence Day. Mainly clear sky tonight, still fairly comfortable with the low 66. Then tomorrow's hotter and more humid. Partly sunny with an afternoon or evening thunderstorm. High will be near 90. Warm and muggy tomorrow night. Patchy clouds, low 70. Wednesday, clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around in the afternoon. High 87. For Independence Day, we'll have variable clouds with a couple showers and a thunderstorm. High again, 87. With your Yankee weather forecast, I'm Frank Strait. Creedy's Clearwater Revival, huh? What year is that, Mike? Uh, 75? 76? I'm going to say 73. Oh, okay. You're going way back. All right. 
Yeah, you know, it's because it's Fourth of July week. We're playing um, what we would consider what patriotic music, or yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> tells you where we're coming oh, from. Yeah. Actually, it's 1969. It was released in 1969. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that's really early. Okay, album. Hey. Willie and the Poor Boys. Uh, do you have uh, any clean, uh, Creedence Clearwater albums? I don't, but or I just have, singles. Oh, uh, just singles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I burn a CD with a whole bunch of okay. CCR music on it. They still around? Probably not. I doubt it. I doubt it. Do a little you know, during during a little break here. Tell me a little more about Creedence Clearwater Revival. All right. Hey, um, uh, listen. Uh, you could be one of twenty five winners of a thousand dollars in the new thousand dollar daily cash giveaway. Listen to Word FM, uh, Word of the Day at 7.25 in the morning, 12.25 in the afternoon, or 5.30-ish. Enter the word online at uh, wordfm.com forward slash cash. You'll have a chance at the uh, the money. What's more, you can enter up to five times a day. The Word of the Day, Monday through Friday, gives away the uh, $1,000 daily cash giveaway. What's the Word of the Day? The Word of the Day today is... Penguins. Penguins. Penguins or penguins? Penguin? Plural. Penguins. penguins, all right. P-E-N-G-U-I-N-S. Who chose that word for the word of the day? I believe our uh, our wonderful boss, Gary Dixon. Oh, that penguin-loving sports yeah. fan who knows his uh, front line. He loves, he loves sports like crazy, that guy. He's like, holy smoke. He's a rabid fan of every sports organization in the great city of Pittsburgh. I mean, see him at the Riverhounds games. Yeah. I mean, he's out there. I heard he's an avid bowler. Mm, mm, yeah, I'd pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I went bowling two weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. How'd you do? Not bad. Really? Did you, get, did you get bowl over 100? Oh, please. <laughs> That's the low bar if I bowl it over 100. Kid me? Were the bars up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> however, however, my kid beat me. My, uh, oh, young, really? My youngest is a gamer. Yeah. He's a, uh, yeah. I bowled a 170. That's good. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, he bowled a 173. Oh, wow. His cool. best game was 173. Uh, yeah. We played three games. He beat me all three games. Very nice. No, it wasn't very nice. It's kind of like the passing the torch. I go, oh, man, okay, yeah. How, how about this? I was reading this article today about um, uh, uh, an Episcopalian pastor uh, in New York City. She stands out in front of a church on Madison Avenue. Now, that's that's a prime piece of real estate. She's uh, upper Madison Avenue, and she stands there with her priestly garb on, and there's a little um, sandwich board outside, uh, you know, a little chalkboard that says, Ask me for a blessing. God's grace is meant to be shared. Now, I like this. I like it a lot. So she stands there, and of course, it's New York City. People don't want to make eye contact with other people just because it's New York City. But she stands there, and people come up to her. And in the article in uh, Religion News Service, she talks about what a blessing it is to give a blessing to others. It raised a question in me, and I already know the answer, but it, well, what special power do you have to have to give a blessing to others? So she's standing there as a priest in priestly garb, but what if you were just, you know, you, or what if it was just me or Mike or Kath or whomever? And you said that had that same sandwich board. Ask me for a blessing. God's grace is meant to be shared. And people come up, and there's a photograph of her standing there, and she's holding a, a man's hands, and it looks like they're deep in a conversation of some sort. He's telling her something. 
they're exchanging information about each other's lives. And then they describe this in this article. She says, I'd like to pray for you now. The man closes his eyes, and she prays. And in that prayer, she does offer a blessing. I mean, the power of blessing is open to all of us, isn't it? It's not just for pastors and priests. It's for all of us. We can all be a blessing and all give a blessing to each other. I mean, I just love the idea of that intentionality of that. What if we did that? What if that was a conscious thing in our lives daily? You know, we do talk about that. Be a blessing. Be a blessing to others. But, I mean, to really, to vocalize, to hold someone's hand, to look someone in the eye, and to, to give a blessing in the name of Jesus, how would that not change everything? Everything. I mean, you see people walking around with crosses on, you know, as jewelry and whatnot. That's an indicator, but oftentimes it is just that, jewelry. It's a fashion statement. But what if you stood there and you gave a blessing to people who walked by? Remember Ernie, Ernie Frederick was a friend of ours here at the station for many years. Ernie is an old, old man, and he made it his point to daily drive up to the Overlook in Mount Washington and stand there and pray an active blessing over the city of Pittsburgh. He did that for decades, daily, for decades. Now, Ernie's now in heaven. But, man, I love that so much. But there's something about, you know, that large over the entire city as opposed to I love one-on-one. Be a blessing to stand there and to advertise your willingness to be a blessing to others and to give a blessing. Because, of course, you know this. As you give the blessing, the blessing comes back to you. That's what we should do as the body of Christ. Can you imagine the conversations? (laughs) I mean, certainly there'll be a lot of pushback, right, if you stood there and you were a blessing to others actively. And no politics, no ego, no fear, no anything other than Jesus on your lips and the thought of Christ in your mind and the power of peace in your heart to be a blessing one-on-one as you look people in the eye and pray for them. And they, in turn, give that blessing back. I don't know. I'm all for that. Hey, stick around. We'll take a break. Come back. Dan Dupee, chairman of the board of the CCO. He'll join us next. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. 101.5 WORD. When does God say enough? Well, that's what we'll learn as we begin a new study in the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. Join us on the Bible bus as our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, takes us through the tragic consequences of turning away from God. Together, we'll sympathize with the prophet who faithfully, yet painfully, delivered a hard message to an audience who wouldn't listen. And watch as a nation spirals toward destruction. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. When I knock on people's doors, they open up the door and they say, please don't high pressure me. I was high pressured for three, four hours last night. There's a better way to buy windows and doors, and it doesn't involve pressure. Energy Swings Donnie Dara. I'm not here to sell you or to pressure you into anything. I'm here to help you. The first thing I do to help people is to actually listen to them, not tell them how great my company is, my product is. It's to hear what really, really makes them tick and to hear what they really, really 
need. That's the red carpet experience. The red carpet experience makes sure the spotlight is on you. We make sure that you are in control of the process. We are not pushing you. We are helping you because we do do this every day. But we are arming you with enough information without high pressuring you to make sure that you make the right decision for you, your family, and your home. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at EnergySwingWindows.com. It's Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale. Trinity invites you to bring your better half July 9th through 13th and get half off half the store. We don't know which half yet, but 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. No, Trinity is not going out of business. They just lost their minds, and the savings will be ridiculous. Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating life's closest relationships for over 20 years at TrinityJewelers.com. Sight and Sound Theaters presents the Biblical Stage Adventure, Return to Lancaster. Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker, a healer, a prophet. This Jesus is a rebel. Everything Jesus does points to love. Seen by nearly one million people in its debut year, the original stage production is returning for one last encore season. Jesus, live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. More information is available at sight-sound.com. Ever wonder why Europeans speak so many languages? Is it because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe? Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons and award-winning technology can have you speaking Spanish, French, or German within weeks. Just go to Babbel.com. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I could tell you, I was just taught the wrong way. Go to Babbel.com to select your language. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try for free. buddy of mine, his uh, son, as soon as he graduated from high school at the age of 18, signed up, uh, joined the Marines, and he left. I mean, he like, this kid graduated like on a, you know, Friday night, and on Monday, he was on a bus headed to Marine boot camp. And uh, you know how that is. Holy smokes, as a parent, you must have a lot of uh, angst as your kid joins the Marines. But, <laughs> but I was talking to him a, a month or so later. You know, we, 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 like a lot of guys, we check in. I said, how's your boy? He said to me, oh, uh, he said he sent me a letter. And uh, I'm really happy because he um, is a believer. My, you, know, you know, my son is a believer. And he, he joined a small group of other Christian guys in boot camp. And he told me, Dad, it's different than regular small groups uh, in that there's a lot more swearing in this small group than other ones that you may have been a part of. <laughs> and you've got to imagine a bunch of young 18-year-old guys in a Marine boot camp and the amount of stuff that's going on. But, man. I mean, it made my buddy so happy that his kid at the age of 18 was in boot camp and with other guys. And despite all that swearing, they were talking about Jesus in the midst of all that hardship. Well, Dan Dupee is with us. Uh, Dan, he's the chairman of the board of the CCO. He served as president of the CCO from 1995 to 2015. He wrote a book a, a year or so back called It's Not Too Late, The Essential Part You Play in Shaping Your Teen's Faith. And, Dan, welcome to the show. H- happy to have you back. Thank you, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, Dan, thanks. Okay, so the story of my friend and his son, 
I mean, as an 18-year-old kid, he goes to the Marines, and th- there he is. He's a believer. Even though they're swearing in a small group, as a dad, you got to think, Phew, okay, I, I'm not doing so bad here. Whatever you know, we went through in uh, pre-teens and teens, this kid's got it in some way. Yeah, he. It's it's obviously. I mean, that's as gratifying as anything could be to see the young person, the son, the daughter raised in your home, stepping into the faith for himself or herself when they're out from under your roof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it when it really counts, when when you know we're we're uh, we're not in driver's ed anymore. We're on the road at that point. And I think for a lot of parents, though, right, they think that once my kid is, you know, what, a teenager, 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18, I've done due diligence, you know, we've been to church on a regular basis, or I put my kid in a Christian school, maybe we've done some home Bible study and whatnot, and okay, there you go, I'm taking the training wheels off, I'm going to push you out into the world, and good luck with that. Blessings to you as you go your way. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a mythology around the adolescent experience, and there's a whole bunch of things that inform why that is the way it is. But the the myth is that you know these kids will de- develop better if parents just go hands off during the during the teen years, and scripture doesn't doesn't uh, agree with that, and the best research doesn't agree with it either. It's just, but it's pervasive. It's part of how we think, and, you know, it gets reinforced when our kids give us some of the signals that teenage kids will give, the sort of get-out-of-my-life type of signals. Um, But but that's, you know, that's a consequence of something entirely different that's happening is they're learning uh, to stand on their own two feet. Um, So, you know, the notion that, okay, I've reached 13 years old, it's it's time to turn it over to a youth pastor uh, is is not rooted in scripture and it's not rooted in the best data. Parents, I think to me, it's a very encouraging thing I learned in writing the book because parents are still the most influential people in the lives of teenagers. Nice. Okay, so Dan, you spent many years as part of the Coalition for Christian Outreach here in the city of Pittsburgh. Of course, you raised children of your own. So what is that, you know, what is that thing that makes faith not even flourish, but stick long after the parents are there? Yeah, John, it's, a, it's obviously not a question that has one really simple answer. Right. I think the thing that makes it stick the most, though, is if a, if a child sees that faith lived in front of them by their mom and dad over a period of years. I, I had this experience recently with one of our boys. He was 27 years old. One of the things I learned in doing the research for the book was, uh, well, it was a story that, that, a, that a dad told me about his son telling, telling, telling his dad what it was that was so helpful during the teen years. And the son referred to, the talk. So I looked at my friend and I said, Chuck, what was the talk? Mm. And he said, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no memory of the talk. And he, you know, here his son say, well, this is the most important thing that happened during my teen years. And the dad doesn't even remember what it was. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the, the, in the, in the example that my son gave me recently of just how to function inside of a hierarchical organization 
He said, you know, I don't remember ever talking about that with you, hmm. but I learned by watching you. And, and I think that's where the, that's where the biggest opportunity is. It's caught more than it's taught. And, you know, we need to keep our lives adjacent to the lives of our kids. So we're in the project together. Cause I think that's, it's what they see that's going to matter the most. It's going to stick the most as they migrate from our homes to the larger world. That's good. It's caught more than it's taught. So there's something about being uh, obviously uh, owning your own faith and being authentic in your own walk. And the kids see that. And of course they replicate that as best they can. They do. It's, it, they do. The, the, um, you know, the researcher who's done the seminal work on this, Christian Smith, who did the national study on youth and religion, you know, his way of saying it is the, the, the forces of continuity are greater than the forces of interruption or something to that effect, meaning our kids are going to be inclined to want to do what they've seen us do. I grew up um, in the late 60s and early 70s, and I often think that, you know, being sixth of seven kids, we sort of, you know, were the litmus test of, of what it was to be a, a Christian family. Anything that happened in America in those turbulent years of the 60s and 70s, my family sort of lived. I, I saw that firsthand. But, but the good thing that I take from this is that my parents as believers, and despite all this civic and social unrest, all of us, all seven of us kids are believers in Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were not, you know, we were not the, the poster child of what it is to be that believer at certain times in our lives. At, at any point, most of us went off the rails. And for some of us, went far, far afield of our walk, but eventually found our way back. Because I think, you know, that model of our, our mother and our father in prayer and just in regular service to the church and just showing up. And being that right guy and regular prayer, all those resonated, I think, in all of our lives. And I think what you're saying here and in your work, I mean, it reinforces what I lived. So I think that's there's something to be said about that, that it's, you know, what you're saying, it's not too late. The essential part that my parents played in my faith really sort of worked out over the decades. Yeah, John, that's a, and that I think is your story is a powerful reminder because, you know, the period 68 to 72, for example, is one of the most turbulent we've ever had, at least in our experience over the last 50 years. And and yet, and, and arguably, we may be in a period or have just finished a period like that right now. And you can't control that. What can you control? Well, as a parent, you can control how you respond to what's around you, what's your pursuit of Christ, what's your prayer life like, how much time are you getting with your kids, and when you're with them, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, those are all things, no matter what's happening in the broader world, um, those are all things that we, you know, that, that, that we do have uh, stewardship or control over. Right. Uh, and Dan, I think, you know, the big thing, though, that separates us, and of course, you know, it's always the boogeyman, which is social media. I mean, that informs our kids' lives and that kind of group think in the echo chamber that you and I never experienced. You know, we would go one-on-one or in a, crew, a group or a cluster of our friends, but that wider thing that is happening right now, it's unprecedented. So the idea of, you know, that faith that's authentic, uh, it's sort of, I mean, that's more key, I think, than ever in our lives. Yeah, I think it is. The, the, and, and kids have a pretty good spidey sense when it comes to identifying what's authentic and what 
what isn't. And certainly they are largely influenced by the use of social media. And by the way, our part of our role as parents is to help bracket social media, help put, because we're, what we're experiencing on college campuses is, uh, you know, five and tenfold increase in the number of students who have anxiety or anxiety or depression issues. Um, and a lot of that ties back to, so not all of it, but a lot of it ties back to social media. Um, so, you know, we're the, we're the ones who can help them um, create healthy boundaries around their own use of the screen. Um, but you're, as I think the point of what you're saying is, you know, the counterbalance to that is face-to-face contact with real human beings. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And a family, I mean, that's, you know, I'm sure around your table growing up, that was what was happening. Okay. And that opportunity is still there. Um, and kids thrive when they have it, and they suffer when they don't. Yep, you got that right. Hey, Dan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. I'm, I'm a fan of the CCO, the work that you've done with the Coalition for Christian Outreach here in the city of Pittsburgh, regionally, and now across the country. So uh, kudos to you for that, especially uh, as you uh, produce It's Not Too Late, your uh, latest work. It's Not Too Late, the essential part you play in shaping your teen's faith. Dan Dupee, he knows whereof he speaks because he's lived it, he's worked it in his own life and his children's lives, and then in the greater community as well with the Coalition for Christian Outreach. Dan Dupee. We'll take a break, come back. You've got a smidge ahead, so stay with us. The Ride Home. It's the Sea-Doo Ready-to-Ride Sales event at Mositis Motorsports in North Versailles. Ride into your Sea-Doo life with features like more usable space, superior stability, and a sound system that sings. And now during the Ready-to-Ride Sales event, you can get even more great savings. Visit MositisMotorsports.com. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 1-800-462-3333. That's 1-800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Our mattresses are designed with the highest quality materials and are hand-built in our local employee-owned factories, all for hundreds less than mainstream mattress brands. Sound too good to be true? Stop by your local factory for a personal tour and to see how your favorite bed is made from beginning to end. Or you can check out any of our stores or visit OriginalMattress.com to find out what the OMF difference is all about. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Beautiful out. Absolutely gorgeous. We're going to go to, uh, I'm taking my, uh, this is what I love. 
that conversation with Dan Dupee, um, my 19-year-old, for whatever reason, which I'm deeply grateful for, still wants to hang out. I dig it so much. I mean, <laughs> we're going to go to a pirate game tonight. Yay. I mean, the pirate's okay, hit or miss, but still, it's a, it's a gorgeous night, 1st of July. I'll be happy to go and sit and just watch some baseball. I mean, they're playing the Cubs, so you know the odds are they're not going to do too well. It's, you know, it's the Bucks and whatnot, but still, I just want to sit there. How do you... Um, how do you engage? I don't want to like you know pummel the guy, the guy with you know my boy with questions. So we just kind of hang out, and eventually I'll bring something up and that'll create a thread. I look forward to it. It's a blessing. It really is. I just I'm really grateful for that. I hope that uh, with your kids you have some thread of that as well. I'm not saying I got it all together because believe me I surely don't. But man, I'm grateful that he's there. Anyway, thanks for being with us. Hey, check us out online, uh, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, johnandkathyshow.com, wordfm.com, and our podcast is up and running as well. You can find that uh, at johnandkathyshow.com. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.